0: On Archives, where we watch every episode of the 1996 CG cartoon, Beast Wars Transformers. Uh, I'm James. I'm Dode. And today we're talking about episode 20, Dark Voyage, which aired on January 27th, 1997, written by uh, Samuel Warren Joseph. This is the only episode of Beast Wars he wrote, though apparently it was a series writer on the Dennis the Menace animated series, hmm. and re- and for an episode of Ducktales and Batman: The Internet Series. Well, now, now I'm curious.
1: Woo! Hmm? Yes. <laughs>
0: i was also curious, like which which episode of like uh, B- uh, BTS did he did he write? Uh, did he write? Mm-hmm. Uh, While well, I'm doing that, also it was directed by Steve Ball, which is the fourth and last episode he directed. Uh, was a supervising editor of this series for Storm Hawks and has. Oh, yeah, yeah. League of Super Evil and Reboot. Yeah. I remember those. Those are a bunch of Canadian shows. He wrote Fear of Victory. Okay, that's actually a pretty good one. It's an early, what uh, that? uh... That's the one where, uh, Scarecrow likes, starts fear-toxizing, uh, fear toxicing uh, sports stars, so they'll, and, like, winning on sports bets. Uh, that part's the less interesting part of it. The more, it's... The better part is where he, he... Unintentionally douses Robin, and Robin has to work through his fear. It's, it's, it's an okay, like it's a, it's an okay Robin episode, particularly because they didn't really know how to deal with Robin in those early episodes. And it has this second and slightly better scarecrow design. I just remember seeing that. I have fond memories of that one, even though maybe it's not actually a good episode now that I think about it. But it was one that I always caught on the air. Uh,
1: I mean that kind of sounds has similar themes to this episode
0: kinda yeah maybe it's a plot you like to recycle so uh speaking of uh recycling, this this kind of get a bit of recycling in this episode but I guess we'll go into that when we get into it so hmm. let's open start off we open up in a not a flyover not a space but with a rat trap digging into a hole <laughs>
1: Is which the, uh, uh kind of took it uh well before I realized this episode is aired out of continuity uh i I kind of thought of his of it as him embracing his beast mode,
0: yeah, that would be an interesting idea, but like there's a line at the end that that uh kind of makes it clear that that this wasn't written at or at least intended to be aired after the previous episode uh. Oh,
1: this is very, very... Oh, they keep, they're they still saying the Inferno in this episode, so...
0: Yeah. Well, we we haven't gotten there yet. So, he pulls out an Energon shard with a weird robot arm thingy. It has, like, a joystick at, at one end. And he gets into uh, Cheetor, who has this Energon crystal pack for beast mode that has these two tubes. It kind of looks like a jetpack. It's very yeah. weird. Dinobot is of course unhappy searching for Under because he's a warrior. He's above this. But then he manages to find a good vein. And the instant she just says, like, Wow, you're better at this than Rat Trap, he takes a moment to say, Oh, I'm better than everything than Rat Trap, even though he was extremely unhappy to be it. But if he's better at Rat Trap at it, then he's then that's okay. Speaking of which, Rat Trap drops a line that mentions he was a minor, which I don't know if that's actually true in continuity, but it's nice nice world building, character building. Yeah. All right, when suddenly a missile lands on the energon and starts making noise we get a uh, team uh, other Predacons I don't we actually haven't seen Scorponok and Waspinator team up before cause that's what we got
1: uh, I, I sort of nicknamed them Team Lackey because these are the two that always just take, take orders and aren't uh, trying to take over
0: yeah so uh, the missile starts making noise and Roynox uh, freaks out transforms grabs the missile, and tosses it away. But Skornax says, too late, as apparently it, just by being in the Energon, it overloads it and causes there to be a huge explosion. And we get, like, a explosion overlay. It looks like they, uh, overlaid real footage of an explosion onto the thing, onto the scene.
1: Yeah, a fire is impossibly, or is impossible to effectively animate with CGI, even today, so they, uh, this is the first time this has happened in this series, but we'll see this a lot in Beast Machines. They just have to uh, overlay, a, a superimpose a real pyrotechnic explosion, mm-hmm. which we'll, uh, we'll put in the video guide.
0: Yeah, I, I can see if it's hard now, then it's definitely going to be hard back in 1997 on a TV show budget.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: so Scorponok looks up and says, wow, nothing could survive this blast. Let's go home, because... <laughs> Corbinoc is dumb <laughs>
1: uh, As Dinobot says he's, He is known for his uh, Incompetence It's
0: true So we cut to a scene of buzzards flying overhead We go into the burned out remains Of the crater And we get to see uh, Rhinox His fingers under some rubble Before they twitch to life And he comes back up But the explosion has taken a toll on him He's very scorched out And he can't see and the way they happen to render this in the show, because, you know, their robots is is since we find out they're all blind, is their eyes are just stark white instead of like kind of the red-eyed pupil they tend to go with in the show, or green-eyed in case of Cheetor.
1: Yeah, why didn't they just? Uh... Right, well, two things. Um, yeah, maybe maybe black would have been better. Mm-hmm. Just to show that their optic sensors are not on. And uh, the other thing is, uh, like, as the explosion's about to happen, like, uh, before it happens, Rhinox is the only one in robot mode, uh-huh. why did the others go into robot mode when they know Energon explosion's about to happen?
0: Yeah, no, it's kind of a cool question. Or Why didn't they all just, like, you know, like, go away? I mean, maybe it didn't happen because they were looking at the explosion, which I thought, and maybe it's just an effect, because, uh, as we'll find out, they've been inter- they essentially been Energon-poisoned from the explosion, but they're still probably going to have done, done a bit more to get out of the way. They all start panicking once they realize that they're blind, and that's when we get uh, Dinobot saying, like, it's darker than the Inferno out here. Uh, no, 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 Dinobot, Inferno's a character now. Can't say that word. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, yeah, uh, who, he's a character now, who does not appear in this episode.
0: Nope. Uh, Ranox has the all calm down and transform into beast mode to try and contain the damage. They still can't see, and there's also another hook where Rhinox says if they don't receive just a- security in 60 cycles, their spark will go out. Dun-dun-dun. So then we cut over to the print base, where Megatron's basically like, oh great, you killed them. You got some salvage, right? Scorpion like, uh, uh, Megatron just like smashes a guard railing for dramatic effect. <laughs> and tells them, like, this is, basically calls them, like, an idiot for not checking, at which point Scorponok starts groveling and blames it on Waspinator. they like, oh, no, I definitely said we should get salvage, but no, Waspinator is going back, and Waspinator gives him a look, as much as he can look, given the fact he has, like, giant bug eyes with no pupils.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, just going back to the Maxwell just for a second, um, so, the, the, when they transform, it looks really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Rhinox is noticeably more irritable in this episode. Uh, I thought this was because him merging with his beast instincts made him less gentle and easier to anger. Uh, and the, Which, that can't be right. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of my notes re- rely on the fact that this takes place after last week. And that they sort of merge their beast instincts, uh, yeah. and another one is it's fitting that Rhinox is the one to lead the team back, considering rhinos actually have very bad eyesight, so yeah. they rely uh, they rely more on their other uh, other senses than the other maximal beast swarms would.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Which, speaking of the Max- maximals, we cut back to them as they're going through the jungle, and we get a. This is where they where they kind of rub in that they're blind and, Which gets some danger And also some weird wacky comedy beats Where right at some point starts And they all like run into him And there's like a comic falling noise And, the, and Dinobot immediately steps on Trap's tail
1: his hand. And they start arguing hmm? he, he steps on his hand
0: Oh okay I thought he stepped on his tail
1: No no because he's like um, Trap's facing towards Dinobot when he steps on it
0: Okay whatever uh rhinox tells him to shut up because he hears something when suddenly a python gets cheetor which is a very weird moment
1: yeah uh so the thing weird about this is also this is a gigantic python and we established the fact that cheetor is the size of a normal cheetah so at the time this episode was coming out there was no snake in the fossil record or alive that would be that big
0: yeah also, it's uh, kind of weird since, from what I understand about uh, uh like pythons and size, they kind of go for more opportune targets. Doesn't seem like a cheater be like the best thing he would go for. It's like a very large animal, and also lots of other animals around that can attack it. Since, since that is an actual thing, like snakes of that size, worried getting attacked since they're they can only move like in like quick bursts. So they're always like it's a huge frickin' snake.
1: Yeah, and they they don't have poison because that's they squeeze their because they right. squeeze their prey to death. They they don't have poison. It's part of the reason. Yeah. Not yeah. gonna I I don't know which one go, came first, but they don't have poison. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but as he does squeeze, their sparks from like I guess crushing servos. Dynavot panics and tries to run, like flattening into like a cartoon pancake when he hits a tree. Which is, <laughs> again, it's the goofiest. Th- Goofy, one of the goofiest things the show's done at this point. Rat Trap kind of manages to locate it through sound and jumps onto it, and then gets again cut, tossed away, a clear across the horizon. At which point, the snake leaves Cheetor and goes after Rat Trap, which again seems like a very odd choice for the snake to make.
1: Rat Trap's more digestible,
0: but he's already like captured and injured Cheetor Why would it like give up and go the other way?
1: Because rat trap pissed it off,
0: uh-huh. yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, just as it gets lunges, it stops short where Rhinox <clears throat> has his foot on part of it, and then I'm not entirely sure how he picks the, how he does this. He picks the snake up and again and throws it over the horizon where it, and it lands. There's like a cartoon elephant noise. Like it's <laughs> this this tone is very inconsistent because it's like oh, is Cheetor in legit... It's it's very weird and goofy, but then it turns out Cheetor is, like, legitimately injured and can barely move. To which Dinobot uh says, oh, we should just leave him behind. Just like, Dinobot, not cool. This, this is not a good episode for Dinobot.
1: Yeah, um... And, like, since the moment they all went blind, like, che- Cheetor sounds, like, legitimately scared. Yeah. And when he... After the... Python attack, like, uh, he sounds like he's in bad shape, uh, which yeah. is excellent acting by Ian Corlett.
0: Yeah. Cheetor yeah. Yeah, is, is pretty good, and he never actually uses any goofy lines in this episode, Just weird.
1: Well, other than calling Dinobot Dino-Miner at the beginning.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Yeah. But it's I mean, point...
1: a good one, mm-hmm. though. That
0: is. Yeah. So, at this point, Rhinox offers to t- carry Cheetor on his back, which is, I get, like, like, Oh, wow, it's not Rat Trap for once. <laughs> and anyways, we cut to uh, Tigertron and Optimus who are trying to find them. And, and we d- do get a mention of Air Razor in this line. So I don't know if, if this was is made after Air Razor is introduced or whether they inserted that line to give it the appearance that it was in, that it was uh, meant to be later since Air Razor does not actually show up in the show. In this episode, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Tigertron says, like, the uh, often says, like, oh, yeah, I sent t- Air- Airazor to do it. And then there's, like, uh, the stock Redtail Hawk noise, and just, like, yep, is definitely in this show right now. But that's not important, because we got to go back to the crater, where, uh, Scorponok and Waspinator are looking for any sort of remains and finding nothing. So, Scorponok orders Waspinator to go up high, and a scan. So he transforms into robot mode and manages to see a trail of Energon leading away from the creator. Scorponok figures that oh, that's probably them and tells Waspinator to go about it. And that's the last Waspinator, uh, sorry, Scorponok appears in this episode, so man, like, what a bad manager. says so like, oh yeah, totally go do that Waspinator. I'm just gonna go home.
1: Well, you're second in command. Command!
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: the uh, so the Maximals soon come across a raging river uh, oh, yeah. yeah and then uh, at the same time Meg- Megatron and Tarantulas are find uh, find the Maximals are still damaged and trying to return home on their computer scans because uh, they picked up so- some weird Energon readings which is basically their contaminated bodies uh, yeah. and they send out Pterosaur to help to quote unquote help Waspinator and Scorponok
0: yeah, Tarantulas describes it, and this is this is him being kind of confused. This is like he's like it looks like walking Energon and yeah, and so Meg says let's have Heratons. So we get all, so we get almost all the preds. Black Arachne and, and Inferno don't show up, and it was we cut back to the Maximals who have come across a waterfall, which is bridged by just which has a log going over, which of course in cartoons means some shenanigans are about to happen.
1: <laughs> Uh Ratchab sort of like claws licks and bites at the log just to like I guess to see how st- uh, how sturdy it is before he tries to cross it himself.
0: I mean it makes sense. He doesn't know if it's like rotten or anything. Ian just well, can cross over to the other side and has the the uh other others to come along. Uh when when uh, Waspmanator shows up and sees them crossing. And he managed to instantly figure out that they're blind. I guess that's what happens when your eyes are white. That's a universal transformer thing for your eyes being out. Mm-hmm. And he goes down to attack. And one thing that's kind of weird is... Rhinox manages to hear Waspmanator before it gets there. Even though just a few seconds ago they did a thing, they did a thing where, where Rinox was like... Oh, we're at a waterfall. And was like, what?! Is like <laughs> oh what a waterfall! It's like well that's obvious. So I'm not <laughs> sure how he managed to hear Waspin, even though Waspin is not that loud comparatively. I mean, he always makes a buzzing noise, but it's not like he's going like it's not like a sonic boom. But anyways, since of course they're on a log, Waspiner shoots at the log and they all go over the falls. Uh, Waspin. Waspinator showing that he has a bit more, again, smarter than Scorponok, even though he's the one that all the bad stuff happens to, is getting ready to go and make sure that there's wreckage where Pterosaur shows up and like, like, hey, Megatron sent me to make sure that you don't mess things up. And Wasp is like, oh no, I just totally blew them up. You got here too late. It's like, oh really? And he accompanies him to go and check for salvage. <laughs> no one, no one respects Waspinator this episode, even though he's. He's kind of like a relatively competent Predacon. This this one,
1: yeah. I mean, if he just said like, "Yeah, you got here too late. I was just about to go check for style, for the, for the bodies," I I think Terrorosaur would have just said, "All right, all right, let's go then." No wonder why uh, he puts
0: the Predacons at the end of the series. A minor spoiler.
1: Uh, yeah. He he won't be gone long though. I right. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> downstream, it's just like the walk the water and like shards of the log before Rhinox breaks the surface and they all climb ashore kind of very bedraggled uh, Dinovot says like what irony for a warrior like me to go out blind, wet and helpless like, I mean that's sort of irony Dinobot I mean it's very dramatic but it's not super ironic for a for warrior to go away, a lot of warriors go out like that way
1: yeah, especially those in from colder climates where it rains a lot.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like I, I'm, I'm sure a few Vikings yeah. died that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rhinox tells him like, "Oh, we can't give up," and Dinobots still has enough of his like, "Spare me your eternal optimism." Waspinator will be back
1: as the fires
0: pass head. It's
1: just so funny uh, hearing someone talk about Waspinator like a like a, the real threat he is this episode.
0: Well I mean like they're they're blind, I mean,
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm just like hearing Dinobot talk about Waspmanner like he's a, like like he's an actual threat, which he is uh, I, I i I like he's he should be getting a lot more respect this episode, yeah, but hearing Dinobot acknowledge that is just hilarious,
0: yeah, yeah, the flyers see that they're alive and Tyrus runss again away well is like, oh man, you couldn't even kill them for real when they're blind, he gets <laughs> mad, it's like no. Lazman is <laughs> gonna finish them off
1: <laughs> Ugh,
0: finish them off this time. So here we have they're trapped on a riverbank, no cover, and they're blind. So Rhinox orders them to transform, which they're all kind of skeptical because they're they now they can use their weapons, but they don't do them. So then I put in my notes <laughs> You they use the force, although it's more like that one training exercise from uh from New Hope. Where he tells them all to visualize a targeting grid in their mind. A thing that apparently they use to train on the Axelon. Uh Cheetor you get to see like a thing where it's like it looks like a like every fighting game training stage if I may be perfectly honest. Where it has all like the grids.
1: Yeah, what I actually took this as is uh it's less using the Force and, you know, their eyes aren't working. Their brains still are. So, uh-huh. the, like, to use human biology terms, the, their visual cortex still works. Their eyes, uh, ju- their optic nerve just won't work. Therefore, like, I think they actually, like, created a targeting grid in their heads.
0: Yeah, and then Rinox gets into, I say a Buddha pose, but I don't know if there's actually a proper name for this. Like, cross-legged, arms out, kind of like, listen to a thing. But here's the thing. He's still in he's still in beast mode. So you have a rhino somehow like sitting up, cross legged, with his arms out.
1: Who looks like he's trying to lift a truck or something.
0: Yeah, it, it's very weird. Yeah. So he is listening in to the flyers that they come in, and he basically starts assigning coordinates to the to the other guys with guns. And so, like, as the flyers land, they manage to shoot pterosaur. Goes and face plants against a wall, cracking it. Wasmator panics, but I get, it seems like he does come around one more time to fight, and gets shot and ends up skipping over into a wa- the wa- skipping on the water like a stone and hitting a rock.
1: Yeah, uh, You don't yeah. actually I realized it uh, would have been a good callback last week. Uh, obviously, they mm-hmm. they weren't going to put this in there, but if, like, when he finds them and he sees they're blind if he just said again, like, Wasmator loves sh- uh, when Prey can't shoot back.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's true yeah. so yeah so they've managed to drive the Predacons yay but wait they all start going into stasis. all the uh, transform maximals start going into stasis lock as Rhinox realized that it speeded up the uh, the cor- speeded up the poisoning the enderthorn poisoning and now they're even in a worse situation when he suddenly hears rocks moving down the cliff so he transforms and gets ready to shoot but fortunately it is uh, Optimus There was a scene in between this where Tigertron is overhearing and hears the sounds of battle, so that is presumably how Optimus shows up. And Rhinox visually sighs before he goes into stasis lock himself. So then we cut back to the Axalon, where a CR chamber opens, revealing Rhinox as his uh, optics light back up again. Uh, The rest of the crew thank uh, Rhinox, because otherwise they wouldn't be alive, Dinobot in his own especially grumpy fashioned and then he says the line which if they needed a way to kind of if they needed one to like kind of hide the fact that this episode was from earlier this is where it kind of gives it away where Rynok says we never really appreciated what we were capable in beast mode and then says he's going to go and smell some flowers which is very in-character for Rhinox, but also, it's like, what? Didn't we just learn what you were capable in beast mode last
1: episode? I mean, they didn't... Uh, they, they were more using their beast modes for for combat, whereas this one, I think, it's supposed to sort of show that they can be used effectively even when they're not fighting.
0: It still feels kind of like a retread. Obvi- mm. like, obviously, we there are no direct notes from, like, Bob Ford or anyone, but it does seem like one that, like, a plot that they had in pro- attended in production that just didn't get made earlier, and then came out around this one, they said, oh, crap, let's pretend it's from... Uh, it fits in later on. But, yeah, it, it is weird. The episode is really weird, since it does feel like it e- comes from earlier in the season. Like, I don't know if I'd... I don't know if i call it a bad episode, but if, like, you're watching along with this and just like, uh, I wonder if I can skip some of them, you could probably skip this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, like, if you want, if you, if you just, if you want to watch a random Beast Wars episode that will, uh, will entertain you and, uh, you won't, like, be, be upset afterwards, this is a good episode. Yeah.
0: Also, kind of a weird, kind of a weird thing, Dinobot's eyes can't see, but you know we he can still do? Shoot eye lasers! It's kind of weird, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, they said his op their optic sensors are uh, are not working. Didn't their to, uh, all of their optics aren't working. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I mean, okay, it, it, it only knocked out the red eye parts. <laughs> his shooting are, is green.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, kind of skipping over the fact over like, how did they manage to get all, all four of them back to the uh, to the axelon in time? Since even if say Air Razor showed up off screen still would probably take more than one trip to get over all four maximals, especially since criedhux is the biggest well i mean and
1: uh, him and Dinobot, yeah, yeah it'd probably take two uh, two of them to carry each of those two yeah yeah
0: basically don't don't worry about it this is a show this is a show for kids
1: yeah the um <laughs> the the writers yada yadda, yadda more than some crab biscuits this episode huh <laughs> yeah.
0: I will. Oh, also in a bit of animation, they. Uh, I think this is like the second time they actually try animating water, and while well, it's still not that good, it's a bit more convincing than like it isn't. It wasn't some of those earlier flyover shots.
1: I'm glad they didn't try to animate the Maximals as wet. No. that would not have worked. Yeah, it would not. Yeah. Um, speaking of animation, though, I, I thought a lot of the uh, characters were well rendered this episode.
0: Yeah, from a from a technical standpoint, there, there's a lot of good things to say about this episode, even if the writing is
1: a little off. Yeah, um, what was it something else I needed to bring up? Uh, what was it? I don't remember.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So that's the episode. Uh, no MVP since it's not really a thing, but uh, it's not. Sorry, no character spotlight, but we are going to do our MVB. Uh, who do you
1: want to go with for? Um, I think I really only have one option. It's Rhinox. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, I can see that. Obviously, he leads them on. He keeps the team together. Uh, which also, again, makes me confused why why Optimus didn't name him Set, uh, second in command that one episode oh, he got. He gets trapped in an alien thingy. Alright, my uh, pick, I'm actually gonna go for... Waspinator he, he does his best for this episode And he just gets crap for it He doesn't do anything especially wrong com- Particularly compared to some of the other friends But like Like Scorbinoc throws him under the bus Pterosaur makes fun of him Even though Pterosaur's the first one who gets taken out
1: Yeah uh, Just wait Waspinator You'll have your day yeah, You'll what? show them You'll show them all
0: <laughs> It's true <laughs> May take multiple seasons Possibly having another show, or two.
1: Possibly taking millions of years out, out, in between those shows.
0: Yeah. We haven't even gotten, like, Waspinator's and best line yet.
1: Uh, this episode or total?
0: No, no, no. The uh, total on the show. I oh, won't okay. say it on air, because, like, it's a, it's a good one. Okay. i say some stuff.
1: Alright. And,
0: uh, so... Uh... Oh crap! We actually forgot to mention this at the top of the show, where we do have some uh, interesting Beast Wars news.
1: All right, yeah. <laughs>
0: for those of you who uh, follow along, the toys—they've been doing masterpiece toys of some of the Beast Wars characters. Uh, for those who are not as familiar with the toy side of Transformers, masterpiece are basically supposed to be like the ultimate version of a toy. It's a toy. It's something that's supposed to look accurate to the show, both in via in uh, alt mode or robot mode. Uh, the ultimate toy. Yeah. Previously, we've uh, talked about uh, Optimus Primal and Cheetor, and now they're covering uh, Dinobot. And uh, by sheer coincidence, a lot of photos of him came out pretty recently, and he looks pretty good. He's a pretty tall figure, like taller than uh, taller than Optimus and Cheetor, which is actually appropriate to the show. Uh, looks... Uh, like looking at it like the Raptor mode has a bit issues just because it's a bit harder to make when you're doing some, trying to do something like show accurate one of the modes is, is sometimes gonna give and with a, a beast mode where it doesn't have a lot of like vehicle parts and gibble a little harder but he looks good he got uh, as per a lot of out of Japanese toys he comes with a bunch of it uh, comes with multiple different heads so you can get a a sneering expression a snarly expression. And also one that has weird-looking eyes, which I'm guessing it's so... Because he comes with uh, some light-piping green stuff that you can do to simulate having his, his laser eyes. And he also yeah, comes w- with a golden disc.
1: Yeah, the this um, head will probably have a thing so his eyes can light up for the uh, four-set eye beams. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It yeah, also comes with a stand if you want to like pose him into like, dynamic raptor poses
1: yeah um the, the the gallery that we both looked at has him like kind of what he had last episode where he's chasing rat trap uh he's in hunt mode but uh now i'm wondering if you can just have him like in leap mode where he's like about to eat like from jurassic park where he's about to eat someone yeah 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 we
0: can we can include a link with the episode uh we're looking at a tr- uh, transformers world 2005 who usually has a uh, um, pretty good photo I can, I can probably grab
1: a couple of a couple of these photos. There's, there's a lot of them, though. I'll try just I mean, we can just, them. like,
0: link to the gallery. Like, maybe attach mm-hmm. a couple and link to the gallery, since that's where they mm-hmm. have them.
1: Okay.
0: All right. You know, don't want to totally leech off their traffic?
1: <laughs> yeah, a, good, okay. a good point, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, now I think we've uh, talked about everything. So, so, for, so next time on Beast Wars... Waspinator finds himself possessed by none other than the original DevSepticon traitor, Starscream. Join us in, uh, in next week for Possession.
1: Yeah, we, we actually ruined a really good segue opportunity by, uh, accidentally forgetting to talk about Dinobot. Because <laughs> we are talking about Waspinator right before.
0: It's true. It's, yeah. This is kind of, weirdly the closest thing Lost Manor gets to a solo episode even though um he's gonna spend most of it possessed
1: yeah um actually before I wrote before we wrote the next episode preview we were thinking about having Lost Manor be our character spotlight this week then we realized like oh wait the next, next week's a good opportunity mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh anything else uh
0: I think that is everything okay so uh and so thanks for listening to the Excellent Archives if you have any questions, want to guest on the show, or just want to talk to us about Beast Wars, you can reach, it, reach us on Twitter at, at Axelon Archives, or by email at AxelonArchives at gmail.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Podknife, and Stitcher. Please leave a rating and or review because it helps people find the show. And check out our website at Axelon.BuzzSprout.com. If you want to follow either of us on Twitter, you can find me at at Discord underscore Inc.
1: You can find me at dalfac.
0: And until next time, the Beast Wars continue.